Welcome in. Good to have you back. Bill Michaels Show on the air back in studio after uh, quite a bit of moving around. But uh, good to be home. Good to be home. Not good to be home. And uh, watch the end of that Brewers game. Nothing. Nada. Nothing. Brewers falling yesterday and uh, disappointing, to say the very least, after, you know, you just kind of want to see this team win some series, man. And uh, nothing. You get uh, very few hits. The bats, again, the ebb and flow. It's all or nothing with this team. All or nothing with this team. So Brewers off today. Uh, and they sit a game and a half now behind Cincinnati, who just won't lose. Their longest win streak since 1957. 11 straight games the Reds have won. And the Brewers, in the meantime, uh, lose yesterday. They are two games over 500, And they sit a game and a half back behind Cincinnati. The Cubs still three and a half. Pittsburgh five games back in St. Louis. Now nine games back. Rumors that the Brewers may be dipping into the Cardinals' pool for a bat, that uh, there is some uh, some thought or talks or whispers or what have you that the Brewers could be uh, going after a bat that maybe the Cardinals have, and the Cardinals might be looking to trade within a division, which would be odd, but stranger things have happened. Speaking of stranger things, Chris Middleton has opted out of his $40 million a year deal. Now, the thought is, I, first of all, I never thought that would happen because I didn't think Chris Middleton, with all the injuries that he's had over the last couple of years, I didn't think he would. Um, I didn't think he would opt out. I thought, you know what, you're not going to get forty million. You're crazy. But the thought is that he's going to opt out. He did opt out. He's going to become a free agent, but he's going to come back. They're going to renegotiate a deal that's going to make it less money this year, kind of like uh, giving them a little salary cap relief, if you will. Less money this year to then also extend his deal a couple of years to keep him around. Now the question becomes if, first of all, you would assume he's going to be back. Secondly, uh, what about Brooke Lopez? What's going to ha- happen with Brooke Lopez? Uh, the likelihood of Brooke coming back is not as assured, I guess, as Chris Middleton at this point. But uh, the, the Bucks would like to retain both, obviously, and try to bolster themselves along the way and maybe create uh, a little little space monetarily so that um, so that this team you know can maybe can add another piece to help you know help them get over the hump. So that's going. I just I never thought Chris Middleton would pass on forty million bucks this year. Never thought that would happen, especially as injury plagued as he has been. But if you kind of step back and you think, okay, because I just said this last night. I we did we uh, had done the Q and A. For the cigar dinner last night, somebody asked me about Chris Middleton. I said, there's no way he's going to opt out of the $40 million bucks he's owed. But if he can get a longer-term deal for quite a bit more money, then, yeah, he would probably do that. So um, I didn't say that last night. I'm saying that now. But uh, that's obviously what happened is he's looking for a little bit longer term and uh, wanting to stay with the Brewers – or, excuse me, with the Bucks a little bit longer. So now the Bucks have to determine what his value is as he then uh, hits the uh, hits the open market. So – Anyway, so Chris Middleton uh, opts out. You've got the NBA draft tonight. Webamyama is going to be the first overall pick, and now he is being compared to I just the the take of the day. Remember when Zion Williamson was the complete package, and he was going to be the best player since sliced, sliced bread and since LeBron to come into the league, and he sucks. 
Uh, when he's healthy, he's a good player. But he's only available one out of every three games on average. It's statistically in his career. And the fact that he is just beat up all the time, foot injuries, problems, he just he cannot stay healthy. And now, you know, that uh, the Zion Williamson pick, which at the time I said was an awful pick, and then I thought, you know what, I watched him play. The guy's a beast. He can shoot a little bit from the outside. He's a beast on the inside. He's a rebounding machine. But he doesn't play a lot of defense the way he used to at Duke. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to roll it back and say, you know what, I was wrong. Zion Williamson is a good player in the NBA and can play in the NBA and win some games for the Pelicans. And But the problem is he just is never available. So it's just, you know, as good as the worst thing that could ever be kind of tagged to you that never is relinquished is the word potential because that means you've never fulfilled your goal. You've never fulfilled what everybody thought you could be. And uh, Zion Williamson still has a ton of potential, but it, with each passing year, you kind of think, is, this, is his body ever going to withstand the rigors of the NBA? And you just start to doubt it now. But that being said, Zion Williamson was supposed to be the best, and he has not turned out to be that. Now Yama is supposed to be the best. Now we'll wait and see. I mean, that guy is reminds me a lot of Giannis, uh, to be quite frank, uh, that I know people are comparing him to LeBron, but he reminds me a lot of Giannis. He is a, a tall inside player. The difference is he's a little bit better outside shooter than Giannis was coming into the league. But he is a tall, lanky, inside rigor player that uh, can do things from the outside a little bit better than Giannis could when Giannis came into the league, but they both have that same frame. And now you think Webamyama, uh, when he gets a full season in the NBA and then an off season of bulk and, and physicality work and lifting strength training, you know, everything from his legs to his upper body, you kind of wonder what he's going to develop into, you know, is he going to be Giannis 2.0? And I know everybody's talking about LeBron because a guy, you know, because we compare everybody to great players right away. He's he's the greatest. No, he's not. He's not. He's not the greatest until he's the greatest. But uh, this is a guy that uh, many believe that, you know, he uh, he's he's going to be a phenom. So we'll wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, in the meantime, like I mentioned, the Brewers lose yesterday in very disappointing fashion. When you just again the ebb and flow of the bats, three hits, one run. An error yesterday, just another dismal day at the ballpark. You keep hoping, you keep waiting, you keep thinking that this team is going to take off, they're going to start winning series, and it's just it's not happening. And I know that uh, the Brewers are hanging around, and they're, you know, like I said, a game and a half back behind Cincinnati at this point. And uh, <laughs> you you got to figure, Cincinnati's got to cool off, right? Um, you know, it's it's eventually they're going to lose, right? But... Will Cincinnati lose and then go back and win, you know, four out of the next six, you know, seven out of the next ten? Will they continue to win at that clip? And uh, will the Brewers just stick around 500 and, you know, on the daily just continually slide a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until the erosion is so bad that you now flip your mindset from becoming a, a buyer to a seller? But you knock on wood, hope that doesn't happen. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Good morning to all over on the uh, on, on the live stream. Um, 
Ronald says uh, Middleton opts out and leaves and leaves. What do you think the status of Giannis is going forward? Well, first of all, that is um, that I, I don't think that happens. And if if Middleton's opting out, Giannis has nothing to do with that. Middleton's kind of doing his own thing to become a you know a free agent, but most believe that he's coming back. Most believe he's coming back. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh, the uh, yes, he uh, Merlin, you're absolutely right. He uh, he opted out, and he's going to uh, kind of restructure, so to speak, and that way the Bucks can sign uh, another player or two. So I, I believe that's kind of what most thinking is for Chris Middleton to be opting out. Yes, I believe you're 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 one hundred percent correct. Uh, Pac fan says the LeBron comparison is baffling by folks. LeBron was NBA ready, and when he was drafted, his body didn't really need to develop. Wemby needs to bulk up and work on strength and conditioning his feet so they can withstand the rigors of an 82-game season. 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, The whole thing of – when they get into the comparison of LeBron, I think they get into the comparison of how great can he be versus how great he is now. LeBron was already – like you said, he was already pretty physical, pretty bulky. Um, he was just he he was a he was a different dude, man. He was a guy that w- was a big man that can handle the basketball as a point guard if he needed to. And he, there there was not a position he couldn't play. Whereas Wemby, he's he's coming in. He I mean he can dribble. He can do a lot of things. There's a lot of versatility there, which is the reason they're comparing him to LeBron. It's just he's not. Uh, I, you know, and everybody I was listening to this morning said the same thing is that he's an unbelievable player that everybody's watched him play. said the guy is just, uh, you know, he's a natural basketball tactician, no doubt, but his body needs to develop into the rigors of the NBA and, and he'll do that. You know, the same thing with Giannis when Giannis got, uh, when Giannis came into the league, Giannis was, you know, if you go back and look at pictures of Giannis on draft night, you're like, well, that guy's kind of baby face compared to what he is today. I mean, today he's a hulk of a human being. But when he came into the league, he wasn't that way. But he was a phenomenal player. But I think uh, Wemby is he is uh, a more talented player than Giannis was because he has the ability to shoot the ball from the outside on the consistent. He's not great, but he's he's better. He's better. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Now the question is. If indeed you say you get Middleton back and Middleton comes back for a uh, a little bit less money this year but a longer-term deal sitting at the age of 31, how many more years do you want to hang on to Chris Middleton with all the injuries that he had this past season and a half? Now, you know, we had Jim Ozarski on a couple of weeks ago, and Jim made the mention, like, look, up until this past season, season and a half, for the most part, Middleton's been available, and he's been pretty consistent. So if you can get that out of him, if you can get that out of him, then then you know that uh, then you know that he would be viable for the next say three four years, and maybe that might be the way to go. Yeah, Boston's first move, Kristaps Porzingis, Porzingis going to the Boston Celtics. So the Bucks need to counter. You know, teams in the East, you know, especially teams towards the top of the East, trying to get better. The Bucks can't just stand pat. You can't just bring back Middleton and just bring back Lopez and change the coach. You you need another. You either need a, a different philosophy and somebody, maybe it's Crowder or whomever, has to step up. But 
I don't think you can just stand pat and just say, okay, we're going to run it back. I don't think you can do that. The old adage is if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. There's no in-between. 877-867-1670 if you want to find us. And then uh, I was asked a question earlier today, and I'll pass it along to you, uh, getting into the Packers side of things. Uh, the NFC North, there was a question. I don't know what it was on. I didn't happen to you know watch a lot this morning because I was putting the studio back together. But uh, I guess one of the questions on one of the morning shows, which quarterback, if you're going to start a team in the NFC North, would you take? Justin Fields, Jordan Love, um, Kirk Cousins, or Jared Goff? And I guess the answer was Goff. And the question to me was, why wouldn't anybody take a first-round draft choice that is unproven, that was, you know, the Packers traded up to get over a guy like Jared Goff, over a guy, you know, that has played a, a couple of seasons in the NFL and Justin Fields, clearly can run in his athletic, but doesn't have as much passing prowess. Then again, he hasn't had uh, an offensive line to protect him on the continuum. But why would they not go after a guy like Jordan Love? Kirk Cousins, you can say, because, well, he hasn't been able to win in the postseason. And uh, so we can get into that today as well. So we got a lot of just knick-knack stuff that's on the table today. A lot of stuff on the table today. Uh, Good to be back in studio. Good to be back with all of you as well. By the way, thanks again. To uh, all of our friends uh, up at Point uh, Brewery last night uh, or yesterday, they were awesome to us, uh, and it, it just what a what a terrific place. And that's a place that we're going to have to visit again. And thanks to everybody that came out last night for the cigar dinner at the bar up in Wausau. We had a blast. I mean, that was a lot of fun, and we had a lot of great questions. Uh, we had even one of the the, the uh, J.C. Newman, uh, one of the reps from J.C. Newman, the cigar manufacturer. Uh, was he's from Georgia, so he's asking Georgia Bulldog questions last night. I mean, we had we had a really good time. We had hockey questions last night. We don't normally get that, so we had a lot of fun last evening. So thanks to everybody that came out. We always appreciate it. Uh, always love talking to everybody, and uh, just you know sharing some dinner, sharing a, a good smoke and a couple of drinks, and uh, then ended up coming back last night. But uh, yeah, what a what a fantastic, excuse me, what a fantastic fun time we had last evening. So thanks to everybody for coming out last night. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com.
I want to say thanks to our friends at Buzzard of Billy's on Pearl Street in La Crosse and the Starlight Lounge upstairs. Uh, two great places out in La Crosse and two big supporters of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. And I can't say thanks enough to them, but a great place if you're in the La Crosse area to swing in and say hi. Heather's the GM over there and David's upstairs at the Starlight Lounge. Two great people. And I want to say thanks to them for being a part of the program. Thanks so much. Good food out of Buzzard Billy's. Great martinis and great atmosphere at the Starlight Lounge upstairs, formerly an 1860s brick hotel. Cool old eclectic building downtown La Crosse. So stop in on Pearl Street. Buzzard Billy's and the Starlight Lounge, two great places. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um, Yeah, the Middleton thing is interesting because, um, you know, again, I know he wants to get a uh, a max deal. He'd like to get a four-year deal. And, you, you know, the only thing you question is the durability as a guy that, you know, is over the age of 30 now uh, as to whether or not he would be able to withstand the rigors because over the last year, year and a half, hasn't been able to kind of stay healthy enough to get on the floor on a consistent basis. But what you would like to do is be able to re-sign him, get some space, be able to then, if you're going to bring back Brooke Lopez, you'll have a little bit of money to do it. And then you got to kind of figure out what you're going to do beyond that. Uh, I guess the question then becomes, with the roster the way it is, do you think just the change, just you know, bringing back Lopez, let's say they bring back Lopez, let's say Middleton signs the deal, okay. Just the way it is, can this team come back and win a championship? Was this past year and even the year before, was it kind of a just a funk? They got in at the wrong time of the season? Or what, was it just bad coaching? Does this team have the ability to win another championship and run it back? 877-867-1670. I don't think so. I don't. Th- I mean, I know in the NFL it's more true than anything. If you stay the same, you're not getting any better. Unless, of course, you're just an incredibly dominant team to begin with. Uh, but does this Bucks franchise, the way it stands, now again, I'm saying you know, for those that are the, the, the Bucks aficionados going, wait a minute, you know, Middleton opted out, he's a free agent, he may not be back, and Lopez. I, I think the goal is if you run it, if, if, if you re-sign Middleton, you get additional space. Lopez, you bring back. Do, does this does this franchise the way it ended the season? So, if all those players are back, if that roster remains true, just with a different coaching staff, do you think they're able to win the East? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I. Uh, I don't, and the reason I don't is because I saw the team flat-footed quite often late in ball games. Um, I, I don't, defensively speaking, last year was a, a red flag for me. Now, again, you could talk coaching, and I, I, don't, I don't have the ability to really argue that because – there was a lot of questionable moves, and people pointed it out on the continuous. But my question is, last year, did you not see the red flags for so many 20-plus leads 
that were just wiped away. Now, I know, because people tell me all the time, that, well, there's always a run in the NBA. I agree with that. But how many championship teams give up so many 20-plus point leads? Now, the Bucs, the, 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 the ultimate deodorant is winning. So the Bucs would lose those leads, and then they would pull the game out at the end, and it was a win, and you move on. And then you say, that's the NBA. And to me, it was like, no. It, you, <laughs> If you're a championship team, specifically in the postseason, and you get up, yeah, there's going to be some runs. But if you're up by 20-plus and you're giving up leads and losing ball games, specifically down the stretch, when, when the energy is needed, something's wrong. Jason said, I'll take your question one step further. How does this situation affect Giannis's decision in 2024? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. The um, is as long as the team is doing everything they can to be competitive. I don't think Gian, I don't think Giannis leaves. I've said that, and, and I've been on record on, on that for a while now. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I know Joe from DePierre just dropped off. Joe, we'll get you back on. Um, I, I I just I don't think. I don't think Giannis leaves. I think that the, the, the Bucks will do anything and everything they can to hang on to him. And they've done that. Everything from, you know, working with his family to bringing his brother on the team. Um, they've been incredibly, obviously, loyal to him for a reason, for his talents. But as long as there is... Um, as long as there is the commitment to win, I don't think he goes anywhere. I just, I just don't. I, I think there's a real loyalty to the Bucks organization. Although, you can say that he did exactly what he said he would do, and that is, you know, hey, you stay competitive and I'll win you a championship, and he did that. So, maybe he, uh, maybe he does decide to say, hey, you know what, I, I've done all I can here. And uh, we've hit a wall, and I'm going to go in a different direction. So I, that I understand. Uh, let's go to Richard, listening to us in Rhinelander. Richard, how you doing today, man? What's going on? What are you thinking? Oh, just just fine. We're just listening to what all these people are talking about, and we have mm-hmm. something to put in. Uh, I think that uh, I go with the Bucks lineup the way it is. If the coaches will let some of the other players play in the playoffs, does it look like uh, the part of the main problem was that the uh, starters were getting worn out because they are a little bit older. So, like, um, you know, it just seems to me that that the other fill-in players would be able to not let the other team score twenty points just by mm-hmm. playing tough defense. Anyway, right. I think that that that's what you have to look at is the coaching change. And that, if you have the depth, which the Bucks seem to have, it works out just fine on paper. But you can't just say the top seven players play. You have to probably find room for everybody to play with an older um, team. I didn't understand. appreciate the phone call, and you bring up a good point. I didn't understand the rotation. I, I mean, I get it because, you know, as fans were pointing out, Jay Crowder did not play well and shoot well. 
in the postseason, but you brought the guy in for a reason. It seemed like they just they gave him a shot and said, "Ah, okay, you're done. We don't want to we don't want to experiment with that anymore." It, I, I'm, and I kept asking, "Why did you trade for the guy?" I, I never under. I mean, you know, he was he was a better defender, but why did you trade for the guy? Didn't understand it. And now, I mean, you know, I know Middleton with him opting out, it changes the depth chart a little bit because, you know, if, if for whatever reason Middleton's not back, then you're looking at a guy like, what, Connaughton and Grayson Allen and company being your starters with Drew Holiday alongside. But uh, um, I, I think Middleton will be back. I think the biggest question is do you bring Brooke Lopez back? Because um, you're certainly not going to ask Giannis to, to, you know, man the middle. So you got to go out and find yourself another center. You're not going to have Bobby Portis do that. Um, so I, 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 my assumption is they're bringing him back. But Drew Holiday is is Drew Holiday. Uh, Pat Con Pat Connaughton is not an old dude. Uh, Giannis is not an old dude. Lopez is aging. Middleton's over thirty. I I just don't know. When you look at the rest of that, you know, Dragic, um, Carter, Ingles, you know, the rest of the filler, is this team deep? Is this team good? Is this team better than what they did down the stretch? And I just I just don't think so. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Darren says, my only concern of the Bucks is we are getting older every year. As you get older, health is always going to be an issue. The last few years have played a factor. Um. Ronald says, is this team quietly in a rebuild? No. No. You can't even use the R word with the Bucks, uh, only for the fact that you're not going to rebuild when you have Giannis. You're going to try to do every, anything and everything you can year after year to try to get yourself to the uh, to the promised land, so to speak. Um, and Spencer said, yeah, let's be honest. Why would he opt out for $40 million if he wasn't coming back? He isn't getting that money anywhere else, which is true, which is true. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> Steve says, did you bring any point beer back with you? I, I didn't. Uh, well, yes, I did. I brought uh, 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 a pack of the uh, multi-pack Cider Boys back with me. But here's the reason why. Because first of all, I, I took my car. I didn't take the truck. And secondly, and, and all the equipment and everything were in it. And secondly, during the day, it was really hot in the car. And I still had to go to the cigar dinner. And I didn't want to leave that beer, I mean, by the time I got back in my car, it was 104 degrees in the car. And I didn't want to leave all of that in the car. It just it wouldn't, wouldn't nearly have been as good. So I had a little bit while I was there. I drank a little bit last night, but that was the extent of it. So, no, I did not. Uh, I do like it, though, and I do, uh, I do like their lager and the point lager, and I do uh, really, really enjoy uh, Cider Boys, so no doubt. Um, Brett says, if Boston's getting Porzingis, uh, you have Porzingis, Horford, Tatum, Brown, and Brogdon. Unless Boston's coach is an idiot, you have to look at Boston as now the favorite. I would agree. I would, I would, I would agree. Boston is, is Boston's trying to take that next step. 877 877-867-1670. Uh, David says, I miss all the Aaron Rodgers controversy when the live line was lit up like a Christmas tree uh, all show long. The Bucks uh, uh, are boring as watching paint dry, just saying, David says. David misses all of the uh, 
<laughs> David misses all of the Aaron Rodgers controversy. Um, on one hand, you do. It was it was great fodder. On the other hand, you're like, no, that's <laughs> time to move on. Time to move on. Uh, speaking of moving, hey, if you're going to be uh, looking for a home, maybe you're going to be selling yours. Uh, a great guy is the guy that worked with me on mine, and that is Mikey Whitcomb from Exit Realty. Call him, 414-243-1976. He is a straight shooter. He uh, is a hard worker, believe me, because I went through multitudes of homes before I finally found the one that I'm currently in and love. And he worked with me on everything from the right price to offer all the way to, you know, move-in day and all the different last-minute houses that I found online and said, hey, let's go look at this one. Let's go do that one. And he's like, okay, let's go. You know, he was he was ready and all the different houses that of kind of what I – my tastes were and what I wanted, and he was finding houses as well. And he's just a hard worker, man. Hard worker, straight shooter, biker as well. 414-243-1976. If you're in Milwaukee, if you're in Washington, Ozaki, Waukesha County, Jefferson County, that's our guy, Mikey. 414-243-1976. 414-243-1976. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Bill Michael Show continuing on. We are, uh, by the way, uh, going to talk with uh, Jim Ozarski of the Journal Sentinel coming up here in just a little bit. Top of the hour, we'll talk with him about Chris Middleton opting out, what the uh, thought process is moving forward for this team. And uh, obviously it's draft night. Bucks with the last pick in the draft and whether or not uh, this team is going to make any kind of a move to bolster its roster. Uh, as the offseason continues on in the NBA. But uh, we'll talk with Jim coming up here in about 20 minutes, so stay tuned for that. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Oregon. Mike, welcome to the program, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Uh, First-time caller. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Um, talking about the Bucks. you know, my gut feeling is they're going to resign Middleton and keep him around. But after that playoff loss, it just seemed to me that He's, he can't be depended on to be your number two scorer, and I think this team is lacking a true a true scorer, a number two. And Giannis is only getting older. He's not his knees ain't going to hold up forever. So finding a way to get somebody in there that can score some points and relieve Giannis to have a, maybe a second stint in Milwaukee where he's not the number one anymore is only going to help this team. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I think they still can contend. They still have a really good nucleus of guys. The division the they're in is really easy. I mean, let's be honest, they're going to make the playoffs. Whether they can win a championship with this nucleus, uh, I mean, anything's possible. I didn't think they were going to win it the year that they won it. So you never know. Right. Oh, I appreciate um, switching, the phone call. I mean, I, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to say one other thing, um, switching to the Brewers, because um, you've talked recently about what, what this team needs, like what you need to see for them to go all in. Mm-hmm. And this may be a, 
a simple answer, but if they just have to pass the eye test, I mean, this team is not not a competitive team. I mean, they can win some games, they they lose games, but they're just not a solid core. And thinking that they're going to make noise in the playoffs this year is, I don't know. I, I think it's far far stretched. So until uh, even if the pitching comes back and they, and they do a good job, they can't be dependent dependent on to hit from night to night. Here's here's my question. It's a good good point, but here's my question: What team do you feel passes the eye test in the National League Central? Oh, not none of them. But I don't. To be honest, none of these teams are going to contend in the playoffs. Let's let's be honest. It's um. I appreciate the phone call. It's. I mean, I remember when the Cardinals won as a wild card, and they didn't look like they were going to compete. The Cardinals are probably the best team, top to bottom. Uh, it's just their pitching just hasn't lived up to expectation. But, you know, that, that we, we, you bring up a great point. They don't pass the eye test. I agree with that. Cincinnati, up until this win streak, didn't pass the eye test. Until they, didn't, until they got De La Cruz, they didn't pass the eye test. Um, they didn't hit very well. They were an error-ridden team. Their pitching was lackluster. Pittsburgh is young. They don't necessarily pass the eye test. That's my question is, you know, you still got a shot at winning the division, and then you're just one of, what, four or five teams, six teams. So what do you do? You got that one playing game, yeah. So what do you do? You know? Who does pass the eye test? You don't just pack it in if you're going to win a division because all you got to do is, like I said, get hot at the right time. I that, That's that's part of the problem. I agree with you. But my my question has been and will remain, why not the Brewers? Right now, Cincinnati looks like the team to beat, but then again, they're on a win streak. Wait till they go back to being Cincinnati again. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Going back to your point about the Bucs and the age, Middleton's 31, and you talk about a true scorer, you know, another scorer. That was supposed to be Drew Holiday, and he was, but he's 33. Doesn't seem like it, but he's 33. Brooke Lopez is 35. Chris Middleton's 31. Giannis has got some miles on him at the age of 28. And he, again, Giannis is still a beast. He's still, you know, a legit star. But, you know, this, this, this team is aging. But if you look at the players, um, that were leading teams in the postseason. You know, you 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 look at what Denver did, and you know, just for s's and giggles, and you look at where they're at. You look at a guy like Jamal Murray, who's twenty six years old, right? Jokic, twenty eight. So you you start to look at some of these guys. You know, Porter's twenty four. So you look at the depth of that team. Uh, Aaron Gordon, by the way, 27. 
So you look at that team and you're like, boy, the Bucks. there's a reason why the Bucks were running out of gas. They weren't competing with those younger teams. They didn't have that same stamina with those younger teams. You know, I mean, even even a guy like, say, um, say a guy like Jimmy Butler. You know, Jimmy Butler's 33, but he, he, was, he was the leader of that team. You know, Kevin Love, he's older too. Kevin Love's 34 with that team. Adebayo, he's 25. He's a younger guy. Tyler here was a younger guy still. You know, he's only, what, 23, 24 years old, for gosh sakes. So they did have some youth to be able to mix in there. The Bucks have some of that, but they're, they're an aging veteran team. And the reason when I bring up the whole, um, you know, loss of numerous 20-plus point leads throughout the season, not just postseason, but throughout the season, is when you needed that extra, you know, that extra bit of gas in the tank. Bucks didn't have it. They were a flat-footed team a lot of times in the fourth quarter. Now, it could be, you know, the whole load management, all that kind of stuff, you know. But uh, but the Bucks didn't ha- seem to have that that last gear to really kind of put things in, in you know, put teams away, you know. Um, a lot of people uh, write off the Cardinals. They have some issues, but if uh, teams keep letting them stay within reach at the trade deadline, they have money to reload quickly to get right back in it. If the Brewers don't wake up soon, they're going to be uh, in the pack with everyone else. Um, here's the thing, though, uh, Ronald. The Cardinals lost again. They're nine games back. Nine games back. Um, they get to ten. They're sellers. You're not coming back from that. Not this late in the juncture. You're you're on June twenty second. You only got two weeks. Two weeks from yesterday is what Fourth of July. You think about that. You're you're at the Fourth of July mark, and then the week after that is the All Star break. So you got two weeks. If they don't get to within six games, say they lose a game or two, they're but you say God forbid they're eleven games back in the next two weeks, their season's done. You're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere at all. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Go ahead and chime in, as many of you had already. Hey, our friends over there at Skipper Buds, out in Pewaukee, whether it's boat sales, service, storage, go in and ask for Todd. Just say, hey, Todd, look, want to get out on the water. It's summertime. It's in the 80s. Uh, we got 4th of July coming up. I'd like to be on a lake somewhere enjoying some fireworks in whatever region it happens to be, pontooning it, uh, ski boats. They have everything from Mastercraft and Taiga all the way down to uh, just really beautiful uh, new and used pontoons. Tell them, hey, I need to make a deal. You're the guy to make the deal. I hear you're the general manager over there. What can you do for me? Or if you have a trade-in, say your boat, you're looking at it, you're going, man, I really don't want to clean this thing again. I'm going to go ahead and trade it in. That might be the way to go as well. Or how about accessories, like a big floating island for the kids? Or yourself, for that matter, if you want to jump in the middle of a lake and just float around, get a little water on you, catch some sun. Yeah, place to put your beverage down. That's not a bad way to go. Check out our friends at Skipper Buds, boat sale storage service in Pewaukee, 262 244-1200, 262-544-1200. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless, even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. If you are coming to uh, Milwaukee, if you're heading downtown, maybe going to Summerfest, as today is the opener of the 55th season of Summerfest down on the lakefront, uh, stop in. Say hi to Gino and the gang over at Calderon Club in San Giorgio Pizzeria and the Polietana. Both fantastic places, great Italian food. If you're in the market, either or pizza place, too, by the way. Uh, people ask me all the time, does Calderon Club serve pizza? Yes, they've got, they were actually voted one of the best thin crust pizzas in Milwaukee. For a long time, and then San Giorgio came along, and San Giorgio's next door, and that's a whole different style of pizza, and that thing is fantastic, and it's it's authenticated uh, as far as a uh, Napolitana pizzeria. So it's, uh, and we only have a couple of, you know, we only have like 60, 70 of them in the country, and we have one of them right here in our own backyard. you got to go in and try it if you haven't already. Both places, fantastic. The Italian food at Calderon Club, though, second to none. 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee, if you're going there before or after. Summerfest, uh, this weekend, next weekend, and the weekend following. Uh, don't forget to head down there and get some great Italian food. That's our friends at Calderon Club. Um, 877-867-1670. Scott says brewers have any hope of improvement of the back end of the bullpen for, or from within. Um, Uribe is the only guy that I could say maybe they can bring up. He, w- he would be a guy. I mean, obviously they can get healthy, you know, but uh, – Maybe uh, maybe Uribe, if he pitches extremely well uh, over the next, say, month uh, in AAA, then maybe they would go in that direction. Uh, I doubt it, uh, but he has you know, certainly expedited himself through the system. And he's a power pitcher. So we'll see. But uh, that would be a guy maybe from within. you got Matt Bush and Ashby, Ashby and Alexander and company. Yeah. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Sixteen seventy. If one player like Cincy brought up can invigorate a team, do you think the Brewers may try to bring up their nineteen-year-old phenom, Cheerios, to see if uh, he could do the same thing? Have not heard much lately about him in the headlines. So I, you know what? That's a great question. I have not um, even looked in that direction. I was reading a story about Uribe yesterday, and that's the reason I brought him up. But uh, but that, that's a good question. You, uh, I have not looked. I will look uh, during the top of the hour break. Uh, after the top of the hour, by the way, I want to remind you that uh, we've got Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, is going to join us. And Jim covers the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and we'll talk with him about uh, what the plan, what the process is. Chris Middleton opting out of his contract, looking to come back, sign the four-year max, and then also give the Bucks a little bit of, uh, of cap room, so or to luxury tax room, if you want to call it that. And uh, hopefully they can bring back 
a guy like Brooke Lopez, although at the age of 35, how many more years does he have left in the tank? He had one of his better years this past season. It was kind of went all for naught. And does this team need to get younger in a big way when you start to look at the youth of some of the teams, specifically the teams that were just in the finals? You look at the average age was well under 20 or, well, excuse me, well under 30 uh, for the uh, for the Denver Nuggets. And uh, also, uh, other than Jimmy Butler being 33, everybody was pretty much under the age of 30 in Miami, while the Bucks had Chris Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez and company all over the age of 30. So, uh, and looked flat-footed, looked a little slow down the stretch. So, does this Buck te- Bucks team need a little bit of a youth, a youth infusion, so to speak? So, we'll get into that coming up after the top of the hour. Also, interesting article in Fox Sports about uh, the guy's love for love up in Green Bay. I want to bring that up. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk some more Brewers baseball coming up here in a little bit, this portion of the program. Got to say thanks to our guys at Cunis Automotive. They are fantastic. And Cunis is um, fantastic in the sense that we needed, and every year we need a pickup truck because we do things like, uh, you know, take the tent around and tow the trailers around for Fisher House, Wisconsin, for a lot of our different charitable events. Uh, that, you know, fundraise and raise awareness for Fisher House, and we didn't have one. And Cunis said, hey, we'll help you out. Cunis Automotive, Cunis RV, Cunis Trucks, Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, Platteville, so many more, and coming in, into Milwaukee as well. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. That is shopcunis.com. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show. Jim Ozarski, the Journal Sentinel, joins us next. 